Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Hello and welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I've got a wonderful guest today. He's been around in the industry for a while. We were talking in, in the in the pre-show. It is kind of a bummer that that 16 years is considered so long. Uh, nonetheless, there's a ton of wisdom, some amazing stories. Bill Ramsey on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Nate. You bet. So today, guys, we're going to talk about some traditional marketing tactics. And what I love about the story Bill's going to share with us is it really... Uh, it really touches deep and in a really deep place of vulnerability where I think a lot of us as photographers have been at at one point or another. Uh, and it's something that not a lot of people like to talk about. And so I'm really fortunate. I'm really excited that that Bill's willing to go there with us and share the story of three years in to starting the portrait business. Him and his wife were really um, at odds and, and really broke as in, in your own words. And he's going to share with us the tactic they kind of just discovered along the way. And, and we're going to just peel that apart, peel that onion and how since then the last, what is it? 13 plus years, you guys have honed this strategy that in a lot of ways saved your business. That's right. That's a fact. Wow. Okay. Well, let's start, let's start there. Let's start all at the beginning. You're, um, primarily shooting families and um, and children and in uh, back in the film days and things just shoots just start drying up nobody's placing orders and let's, let's start there yeah so we'd uh, had the traditional storefront that we rented and all that and uh, shooting on the Mamiya camera and sending out proof albums for people to take home and shop through and very much at that time it wasn't just families and children we've kind of more honed into that now then it was if the phone rings the answer is yes that happens to be my specialty whatever it is the answer was yes and so here we are two three years into this and we were broke and uh it was uh i mean there were there were there were literally no sessions on the calendar we had no proof albums out to call people to come in and place their order uh, and every credit card had long been maxed out. The idea of a savings account was kind of one of those things that, uh, like Sasquatch or the Loch Ness monster, you know. Um, and uh, and of course, nothing in checking. And it was, I mean, it was it was it was a really dark time. And uh, it was, I, I remember distinctly giving away my last dollar, dropping my boys off at uh, preschool that day. And uh, oh, I still hate this story; it still stinks. But uh, I remember dropping them off at preschool, and it was ice cream day. And uh, they said, hey, Dad, can we have, you know, 50 cents for ice cream? So I reached into my wallet, I pulled out a dollar, and it struck me of, that is literally my last dollar. Literally. Like, there is nothing else, and there's nothing else coming in. And I remember getting back into the car and crying and praying, and this is not one of those angelic prayers. This is one of the angry prayers of, uh, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to start, run this business. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I remember just being grateful, though, that, Saying, Lord, I'm sure I'm glad my kids don't know how bad it is, and uh, mm. and it was bad. 
Um, and of course that puts a strain on a marriage. Uh, it's, it's a strain on everything. And, uh, so go back to the studio. My wife is there and, and when desperation meets the obvious, it, it just, it was a perfect storm of brilliance. She said, you know, there's nobody on the books. I think I'm just going to call people that said they wanted to schedule. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I mean, that was the profound earth shattering revelation. And so she picked up the phone and started calling, Hey, Jane Doe, you said that, uh, you want to get the kids in for a session? Uh, why don't we schedule that? And she said, yeah, I, I think I would. And so, wham, there's one on the counter. She And she keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And then to a lot of clients we hadn't seen in a while, said, hey, we haven't seen you in a spell. You know, we'd love to have you back. Uh, why don't we come in and schedule for a whatever kind of session? And but yeah, I think I would. And that's that's where it all started. And that today, that is the backbone of our of our whole business. That's how we market ourselves primarily. Wow. That is so, so fascinating. Um so I want to pull some really good nuggets out of there before we go into how you've since honed that tactic. And what I love is so oftentimes the tactics that work the most are so simple and we like to overcomplicate things sometimes. And at the end of the day, with despite all of this technology, the, the more our technology can connect us human to human, the more effective it is. And, and as much as maybe the telephone has become a little out of fashion, it still is incredibly effective. So we're going to talk about um, ways you've honed that, but let's go back first. Um, I want to know, as you were easing into this, as an artist, you, you both, both your wife and, and, and you and your wife were full-time at this for the first three years. Not, not initially. This was, uh, she, she had a job for the first couple, I guess. And then she'd go okay. come on full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I want to know if, if you, I don't want to needle too hard, but <laughs> add salt to the wound, but I'm curious, what was, what was the, what was the alternative? If, if you didn't stumble into this, like this tactic that kind of pulled you out of it, what was the backup plan and what had you guys sticking with it? Um, despite the challenges early on? Well, we stuck with it because we didn't have any options. I mean, there wasn't a, you know, we've got this mountain of debt that we've invested in the studio. It's what we've been doing, you know, full time. And, mm-hmm. and I look back and think, why did we stay with it? It never crossed my mind that there was another option of, I mean, we didn't have anything. And uh, mm-hmm. there was, it was along that time. And I think it, uh, the hundred first episode of the photo tellers is, is my podcast. It's one of the few monologues I've ever done. I talk about this and the time frame is a little better in that episode that talks about the bad days and what we learned mm-hmm. from that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's one point where at the bank and this is a terrible sign when you go to your bank and your bank president says to you, have you considered bankruptcy? That's a bad sign when your banker suggests that. And, uh, and mm-hmm. we just said, no, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like we need to. I don't feel like we have to, you know. And then soon thereafter, we get a letter that says, uh, hey, you have a major house payment in 30 days. We are literally coming to change the locks on your house. And, mm. you know, but but by the grace of God and my wife's hard work and, you know, and our good clients that we were able to dig out of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was like, this so the option was we were going to lose everything. Yeah. Right. Um, I I hear this theme in other professions that are, I think, equally hard, hard in their own way, um, like stand-up comedy or other other things where people say, don't do this unless you literally can't do anything else. I've heard people talk about it as entrepreneurs. Like, I, 
I would I would go get a job if I could if I was actually able to do anything else than this, I would do it. But it's because out of necessity, like this is it. This is what my passion is. This is what I'm talented at. This is it. And so sometimes it takes really a, a lot of people I don't think have the the gumption, to be honest, to get backed up that close to the corner before throwing in the towel. I really admire your persistence and, and pushing through because sometimes that is where the the most powerful lessons happen and it it frames from then on, it just frames everything you're doing and your approach, your gratitude to what you're doing and the difference you get to make um, in a whole new light uh, with a whole new sense of gratitude. And I think whenever I'm feeling down about anything, there's that simple gratitude exercise, I think, that that just snaps you right out of it, right? We're so grateful at any stage of our lives or business to be where we're, where we are. And there's always something we can be grateful for. So now let's pick it back up. You, you guys start reaching out and, and just picking up the call. What, what were some of the things that you would say on the call? And were you, were you afraid that it was going to come across as too desperate? And how did your wife manage that? Well, one, she is so professional that, uh, that, that she, her presence on the phone and in person is, is impeccable. But, uh, yeah, there was the fear of it sounding desperate or founding, sounding like, you know, we were, we were struggling. You don't want to, you don't want to convey blood in the water to your clients. Uh, but, uh, at the same time we were desperate. And so if we sounded it, then it didn't matter because it was, we were, you know, back to the wall. So, uh, so the, the call was really simple. It was just, uh, it would go along the lines of, hey, Nate, uh, remember we were talking a while? This is, you know, Sheree from, you know, what's now Ramsey Portrait Art. But uh, she'd say, Nate, you remember we were talking? You said you wanted to schedule a session with your family. Why don't we go ahead and do that? Wouldn't be a good time. And uh, and it would be really that direct and that simple. And it's like, or, uh, you know, Jane Doe, we haven't seen you in a while. And uh, we're running this special. We'd love to have your kids come in to uh, for us to do some promo work with them for the special. And, uh, and of course we'd create a special and, you know, bring them in and, and they're still paying for their session, but right. it gives them a good reason to come in. Totally. Oh, it's so great. Okay. So now let's walk through how you've since honed this process. Um, nowadays when, how do you think you're standing out? Cause there's a lot of people that just don't, they don't get excited about talking on the phone. Sometimes they don't answer the phone if they don't recognize the number. What, how do you guys handle that? So for me, my wife is better at this than I am. Uh, but for me, when I do it, the best way I handle it is that I go outside of my house with a growler of beer and a cigar and I sit down and uh, and I just start calling because we've done it long enough now where we have a list of people that because we work with children and say not high school seniors, you know, you've got high school seniors, you've got a one off, you know, I'm going to get it or I'm not. We work with kids. And so mm. A lot of our clients, we've been shooting for 16 years and, and others just, you know, maybe a couple of years. So we have a list, go outside and knock it out. And the other thing that motivates me is now, which we didn't do this then, but now in order to get on the calendar, the client has to pay. I mean, they're going to pay $500 just to get on the calendar. And, uh, and that's not a session fee that most of that goes against their, uh, their, their portraits. But are you taking the credit card over the phone then? I was then. Uh, we don't do that so much anymore because it's too easy to get dinged by a, if there's some credit card fraud that could come back on me. So now we send out a PayPal invoice and uh, they say, yes, I want to schedule. Yep. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, uh, we'll hold your spot for 24 hours. I'm going to send you this PayPal invoice and you can type it in there. That protects me from any fraud issues or anything like that. But Perfect. that yeah, also helps motivate me 
with my growler of beer and my cigar thinking I can sit down in about two hours, there could be a few thousand dollars, you know, yeah. in, in our bank account. And so, right. so that, I mean, that, that helps to motivate me, but you know, as far as our, what's been most shocking to me, we've had so many photographers, we've talked about this several times, photographers have asked, like, is that not annoying to your clients? Do they not hate that? And what we found is it's exactly the opposite, that almost everyone says, thank you for calling. Now we're to the point we've done it long enough now to where most of our clients say, great, I was thinking about this, you know, for us, our Christmas special is the biggest event of the year. And uh, I mean, it's like well over half of our annual income. And so... uh we, um, you know, now our clients just say, oh, I, I was thinking about it. I've been waiting for you to call. And they, they really had no intention of contacting us or responding to the email because they knew, hey, they're going to call. Yeah, I love it. I think one of the points I love to harp on here is we get so stressed out about losing business to our competition. And time and time again, our comp- I'd like to remind people our greatest competition is never other photographers. It's our customers, our potential customers, our repeat customers, just deciding, just not deciding to book a shoot. That's it. It's just non-decision is your biggest competitor. And it takes those reminders. Our lives only get busier and busier. Uh, We all have those things, those items in the back of our mind that, that we mean to get to eventually. And we do want to do them, but they just Unless they're super pressing and urgent, all of the other important non-urgent things just get pushed to the back burner, and that means it never happens. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And so you'd asked me a second ago, Nate, Now I really want to hone in on this one about yeah. the, the process, the strategy of how yeah. we do that. Because through the years, we found out there are a couple timing issues that have really mm-hmm. helped make this more effective. So. Oh. So for us, typically when we do this, I mean, we'll do it for anything. Like if somebody says, you know, you're at a party, well, you know, what do you do? I'm a portrait photographer and, you know, families and children. And I was like, oh, you know, I would like that. Or somebody will say, you know, I think we're going to go down to the beach this summer. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to have a beach portrait because we're also known for that. And and so the first thing that we'll say is, hey, that's fantastic. What's the occasion? And then we'll say, do you mind if I call you? Do you mind if I contact you? closer to the time. And so then of course we make a note, you know, ping Nate about such and such. And, uh, and so when we call, it's not out of the blue because no one likes to cold call. And, and I stress to people, we do not cold call, which I know some photographers do and that's cool, but we don't. Anybody that hears from us is expecting to hear from us. They know us, they've given us permission. So that's the first thing. I'm so glad you used the word permission. It's such an important thing. It, it really res- It comes through in email marketing, any online marketing, People don't want – it's the interruption that's so rude, right? It's the out of right. the blue, like I don't know who you are. Um, so we'll, I want to pick your brain a little bit on how you get people, strangers, into your system. But for right now, I think I like the, the, the distinction that mostly you're using this tactic for people that are already – have already had a conversation or some kind of interaction with you, whether it's been through email, um, on your website, or or – maybe an existing client. They're just, you're, you're getting them back in for a repeat business. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, so, so that's how we, that begins. But, but now, like I say, so for us having an event, if you're a photographer that does an event, that's the ideal time to, to work this strategy. If you've never done it before, because so for us, what's going to happen is I'm going to create our email and, uh, I'm going to have it ready to click send. But before I do that, I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to say, 
I'm going to have my list of clients that we're going to call. And, and these are our best clients because the fact is I know when I have this event, Saturday morning is the hottest real estate of the year, uh, Saturday morning of our Christmas event. And, and honestly, weirdly enough, new clients or people that I know don't typically spend a lot, they're the ones who have got to be there on Saturday morning until, of course, when it's not available, then they can find another time. So I, I want to – what I'll do is I'll call and say Robin. i say, hey, Robin, it's Mr. Bill. Ramsey Portrait Art, we've got our big special coming up. I uh, wanted to give you a call and let you know, here are the dates. We'd love to get you on the calendar. We're about to send out our email, and I wanted to give you first crack at the schedule before I did that, because once I do, there's going to be a lot of our times are going to go, and that's true. And uh, so I'm not. it's not just you know high-pressure mm-hmm. salesmanship, but they know that. And so yeah. what I'm doing is I'm giving... I'm giving priority to my clients that have already been with me that I know are good clients and, uh, and I'm affirming them that, Hey, because you've been faithful to us, we want to be faithful to you, give you first crack, best shot at it, that kind of thing. Yep. And, and having the email ready to send out is, is a call to action of, uh, Hey, I'm about to kick this email out and it's going to get busy. So you want to get on the calendar first. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's one of the it's, simple things that we learned through the years that helped a lot. I love it. Are you, um, do you call it, do you consider it a mini session? What do you, what the, your event, what, is, what do you, what do you think about it as? So like our Christmas event is yes, it's a mini session or it's a full session. And so we can talk about, you know, which ones do they want, which again, most of these people are repeat clients. And so we, we probably know what they want and, uh, but whatever the case, whether it's a mini or a full session, um, if you're one of our great clients, I don't care. You know, I want you. Have you been able? So it sounds like Christmas is a holidays, of course, are the, are the big, the big times of year. Everybody, that's the ultimate deadline. People want. There's this intrinsic need. They want a, a holiday card that they're used to doing with you. It's just like a. It's become almost like a have to. <laughs> We're right in it right now. All of my friends, we got our holiday card out, and all of my friends are like, "Oh God, we don't have ours out yet." And it's just like, it, it becomes this stressful thing for a lot of families, like a have to do. And when you make it deadline driven. Uh, you make it convenient. You make it kind of just, it's just something they do something. And when you make it fun and an experience, then you stand out, right? And you, you help your, your clients stand out. And, and I, I love it when, I think the best co- compliment is when your customers are getting that great compliment. Like, oh my God, we always look forward to your family's holiday pick card. It's so great. It's so original. You guys always look so great. And who do you guys use? Like that is such a huge marketer for you and your business throughout the year. Um, I'm curious, do you guys, have you tried replicating some of the, the benefits of the event based thing throughout the year for smaller holidays or other deadlines throughout the year? So when we started in business, we had a special event every month and uh, it was discounted and all that kind of stuff. And, and the, the, our main problems with that were one, staying creative and fresh. Number two was that we were training our clients never come in and pay for full price for a full session. Right. You know, because right. they, well, when's your next special event? When's your next? And so we realized we're shooting ourselves in the foot here. So now, yep. really, Christmas is the only event that we do. Um, now I'll probably change that this week. We'll probably do a different kind of event. Um, but uh, yeah, we use it for anything. So like we have, I just finished up like last week, delivered all of our Christmas portraits. And so as I'm chatting with clients or something will be be said, I say, hey, let's do a family session to you guys. Like, well, you know, I'd like to go down to the beach. And because, uh, again, that's the other thing that we're most known for. And so I have a list of people that I'm going to ping them and say, that's not an event. That's a full session. It's like, hey, let's get you scheduled for down the beach. When are you guys going to be there? And uh, huh? so 
That's fantastic. Um, I remember the thing I really wanted to pull apart is this, this rookie mindset versus this veteran mindset that I continue to see this pattern time and time again. I saw it in myself when I was first getting started, where we, when we first start, we're willing to say yes to anything because we just want the business. And there's so many, that attitude, that mindset hurts our businesses in so many little ways where um, there's no deadline because you're like, whenever you've got time, I'll make it, I'll make it happen. <laughs> so people yeah. will cancel on you. They will, um, they won't show up. They are, there's no urgency to book with you because you just gave them like super flexibility. Like I'm really flexible. Don't worry, whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, it's all good. Like it, we think we're being like friendly and nice and it's, and it's valuable, but it's actually having the, the reverse impact on our business. And now when I listen to this new mindset you have and all of the other benefits that come with it, where you're saying, this is the, the day, this is what it's going to consist of. Here's the model. Like if you don't like it, like this is our business, this is what we do. And it's, and, and, and if you don't jump in now, the spots are literally going away. And I think there's, there is very little marketing tactics that's more effective than scarcity or deadline driven marketing. And of course it never works when it's fake, when it, if you're just making it up, but especially during the holidays, when you've got locations, uh, a special location booked or something like that, it's very real. And it's a great way to motivate yourself to get out and do the outreach and to get your clients to finally um, commit and, and reserve the spot. What, what for the holiday sessions? What um, what kind of down payment do you require? So for our full sessions, it's going to be five hundred dollars, and uh, for our uh, mini sessions, it's going to be two hundred ninety dollars. Which mm-hmm. the two ninety is basically you're prepaying for the smallest package plus the Santa fee or the cool. session fee, whatever you want to call it. So that right if on. you walk in and you have you say, no, I, I don't want to spend any more money, then you've, you're good. I mean, you've, you've bought a package already. And so mm-hmm. for our full sessions, it's all a la carte. So that goes against whatever, but which nobody ever gets just the minimum. That's, I don't think ever happened, but like twice. But yeah, I, uh, you know, one of the things that you, know, you mentioned a second ago about, you know, being too accommodating and, and we, we want to guise that as customer service. But like you say, it conveys weakness or unimportance. You know, what happened to us is when we learned that lesson was back, you know, a few years into the business, I had a full Saturday booked up of full sessions all day long. And it turned out we were living near Little Rock at the time. Turned out the Razorbacks were playing that day. And uh, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful fall day. I mean, we're talking, and it was an October Saturday, which that was the hottest time of the year for us. And uh, I had, I think, eight sessions and six of them stood me up. Not a phone call, not a nothing. And that's when we said, uh, no more. You know, from now on, you must give us money to get on the calendar. And uh, because, yep. you know, and then when we talk to whoever scheduled, it's like, well, I, I forgot to clear it with my family and there was a conflict. Well, when you're putting money in, now you've really got skin in the game. And it's going to force the person scheduling it, usually mom, to really check. It's like, hey, you know, family, what does your schedule look like? Because I'm about to lay some money down on this. And since we've been taking money ahead of time, we've been stood up one time. And so mom just forgot. she just forgot about it. And the other thing is, again, that's what t- ties into the phone strategy. It's much more motivating when I can get on the phone or text and I can get money today. And that was that that was the other huge part of it. It's just the cash flow issue. 
of, uh, you know, I'm, I may be booking for an event that's a month and a half away, but I'm getting cash for it right now. And so it helps to cash flow the business also. I love it. Um, what do you use any kind of technology to help you schedule, um, and take, take sessions and block things out during the busy season? I've got this fancy new Commodore 64 because I am so uh, tech savvy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We, uh, wow. We don't, we don't put a, like a public calendar, a book me here type thing or mm-hmm. calendly yep. or whatever like that, because we want to talk to everybody beforehand and uh, right. see what they need. And that's part of us getting ready for their session. So the closest thing to technology is, uh, you know, automated email system. Um, like, yep. you know, it be it a, you know, I hate to say the other names of the other companies, but you know, like a constant contact or a MailChimp or you know, the services you guys provide. So uh, um, that's the you can closest. Talk about all of them. That's, that's awesome. That's the closest thing to technology yeah. we do. Otherwise, yep. you know, we do. You know, a lot of our clients want to be texted more than phone called now, and so we we'll just sit down uh-huh. at the computer and copy and paste basically the same text message. Right. I want to dig into the texting in a minute. So let me let me give. I'm going to push you a little bit if you don't mind. So I've seen this happen a lot, and I think that. You're a perfect person to have this conversation with because you definitely, most photographers, I don't think, have the discipline to to call. And I think that because you're calling and you have the discipline to make sure it's happening and you've got the calendar in front of you and you're reserving times while you're you're looking at a live, I think that is hands down always going to, to be more effective. Um, but as you start to scale and get busier, uh, I think there are more booking tools out there that that make it simple for for there to not be like double booking, especially when the booking is happening over email. I think that just creates a huge headache when you you say here's the available spots, and then you're you're, you're trying to negotiate the times and what's available and what's left over email. That's way too slow. Over the phone, it's like a single source of the truth. I think that works. But um, otherwise, if you're relying on people to book it automatically online, I've, I've seen people have success. And I think that it's important to remember that it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Just because you're using technology to, to secure and lock in dates and take a down payment all in one. I know Acuity, Calendly, um, I think Iris Works now takes it, um, does all of these things. Uh, you can still have in your workflow that you're reaching out and calling like, Hey, thanks so much for booking a session. We wanted to quickly connect and talk about what to expect and what to prepare, what to bring, what to wear, what, what, what your, your, your down payment covers and what products um, we've got available for you to look at, at the the day of Um, really, really powerful. Uh, Okay. Let's see. Next thing. Let's talk about texting. So, are you, I, before we get into that, actually, I have one more question about phone calls. Are you leaving voicemails or no? What's your strategy there? Absolutely. Yeah. If, we, yeah. if we're going to die, we're going to leave a message for sure. Yeah. And what's your hit rate? Do you get people to reply back? Oh, yeah. It's pretty common yeah. because, again, these yeah. are people we've worked with. And it, it's, I mean, that is, they are waiting for our call. They're expecting for us to call. And so when we do, that was the jar of the memory. Of, oh, yes. Um, yeah. It's time to schedule. So. hmm Perfect. Okay. So now um, as text messaging becomes more and more common, how do you weave that into the overall strategy? So there are a a lot of our clients will, as the years have gone on, it has been less phone, more texting. It's shifting that way. And so, you know, like I said earlier, we'll sit down at the the computer, we'll copy and paste basically the same text message 
and uh, and kick that out to to our list of clients that we're we're communicating with, and you know that 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 makes it that just starts the conversation as far as when do you want to come in because honestly a lot of these people I don't need to go through the the pre consult because they've done this so many times they know I mean we don't have to do that and so if if I don't know you well then yes we're definitely going to talk about it but a lot of these people I can get them scheduled without speaking to them because um, on texting Great. we can find the the day the time all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, it works well. I love it. Um, and does it, does it matter age wise? Like I, I've got this impression that, uh, millennials don't want to talk on the phone much. Um, they prefer text messaging, but it, either way, I think what matters more than age is just showing that you care. Right. I think it's, it's a personal touch and it's, I mean, yeah. if, you know, I am literally texting you from my number or I am calling you from my phone. That's, I mean, yeah. other than that, it's just stalkerish when I show up at your house and knock on the door. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so no, and honestly, most of our clients are not millennials. Um, most of our, our decision makers, our buyers are not, but, but even those that are and those that aren't, um, texting has worked just as well as the phone. Yeah. You just know your, know your market. Um, really good. This is, uh, I love hearing these rubber hits, hits the road tactics that you can start applying. So you mentioned timing is key. So it's leading into um, a, a deadline or leading into a, 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 an event. What are some of the other advice you can give about when's the right time to hmm. be making these calls? Is there a part of day? Is there a part of the sales process? What seems to work for you? So for us, I don't know that there's a specific time of day, but that is a brilliant question. We really should consider that uh, because the fact is we do leave a lot of phone messages because we typically it's during the day when we call. Um, but, you know, maybe we should experiment with calling in the evenings um, or like four in the morning. Nobody's going to forget that phone call when we call them at four in the morning. I mean, that would definitely make an impression. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, Early when uh, gets the worm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, but um Gosh, I'm trying to think of other specifics that help with it. You know, having a call to action for a reason why you should book now, which for us is we're about to send out this email, which I mean, even after the email goes out, it's fine. You're still going to book, but some people really right. want to snag that first time. Having exactly. that call to action for some urgency. And again, for us, I keep harping on it. Taking money that day, that, that believe me, that changes the motivation. And, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, that's a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, Man, I think that's the, the, the biggest key is it's so simple. And I, I feel yeah. almost guilty talking about this, but <laughs> I, I've had, I mean, I, I spoke about this at a guild in San Antonio, gosh, 10 years ago. And I had a guy two years ago say, man, I still remember that. That was so, I still do that. And so mm -hmm. if it's helpful, then awesome. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, so let's wrap up with the, the, the very top of your funnel. Um, what are you doing that's working to get, to get people to reach out, to connect where, where, where you, what's the line that they have to do before you start calling them? So you don't consider it cold calling. What, what, how do, how do you get their phone number essentially, and then earn that permission to call them for people who aren't, aren't yet your regulars yet. Facebook ads. Uh, okay. they've, they've been really effective for us. And uh, again, because most of our clients are not millennials, they're on Facebook. 
you know, so like if, again, if I were attracting high school seniors, Facebook would be useless, I would think, but yeah, I yeah. assume. Unless you're going that, after the older, the older parents of, of yeah, the senior. But yeah, yeah, so totally. we run Facebook ads and that's, that's helpful, you know, click here to learn more. And uh, then that usually starts an email, you know, typically if, if you don't know me, you're mm-hmm. going to kick me an email or a, a, maybe yeah. a private message on Facebook. And, yep. and that's when we go back and, you know, it's like, hey, we're excited. Let's talk about who you want to bring in, what you're doing, and, and just talk about them and what they want. And that's where we ask for their phone number. It's like, hey, do you mind if I give you a call? And and most people do. You know, and, and frankly, a lot of people who see those Facebook ads are kicking the tires. And, and then when they see the price, they, they think, well, no, that's not for me. And so that's that's pretty common. So most of the top of the funnel falls off um, at the very beginning. Once the, the question is, well, how much is this going to cost? And and we, we put our prices online. And I know a lot of photographers shuddered when I just said that. But we yeah. and, and that's just a lazy issue for me. Of, <laughs> you can go look at it. You've you got, can see. I think it's it, the fact that you've got your, your flywheel is spinning and it's working and you're putting this much effort and this much money in the top and out of the bottom comes a, a profitable income and a profitable business. There's, I've got – you can't knock that, right? Yeah. It's when um, – when people aren't getting anything in the door at all, I think there's certain there's different approaches you've got to take when you're just getting started in your business. But I think it's great to filter as long as you've got some coming through. I think using your price as a way to stand out and to differentiate and attract the right people, I think that's a very effective strategy once you've got enough people coming through there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, other than that, other than the Facebook ads, you know, when we have you know, we post an image of, of say your family and then there are all these other people who are responding to it. I'm going to like every time somebody responds. And if somebody makes an interesting comment, I'll jump on there and say, Hey, John Doe, you know, appreciate your kind words. Would love to create something for you too. And, it, and it's very, that that's about as pushy as I get to somebody I don't know. And, uh, and that's, and that's of course online where all the world can see it, but it gives them a chance to take a peek and look over and and hopefully start a conversation. Normally it does not, but occasionally it does. And when it does, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Owner. So when you, I think what's so great about it is there's this little baby step I like to talk about is the decision to hire a photographer is this really big decision that we oftentimes, because we've gone through this so many times, we're veterans. Um, but we, even with your recurring clients, uh, that decision, it's made up of a bunch of tiny decisions. And when you're breaking it down into small little things where the Facebook ad isn't trying to get the booking right away, it's just getting an, e- an email address. And then you're sending a follow-up with an email and then you're getting uh, a, a, a direct Facebook message or you're getting a phone number and you're doing a text and you're doing a phone call. And it's all of these little tiny nudges of showing great customer support, showing that you care. Um, that's what builds trust and eventually down the line earns you the booking. Yeah. And, and again, if we were, if we started in business, we were extreme low end and, uh, and, and, and low end photographer, high end photographer. I, they're both great business models. Most people would consider us on the higher end now, mm-hmm. but, but if I were on the lower end still, I would probably go for the sale right there on the Facebook ad. I mean, if it's going to cost somebody 50 bucks, I mean, it's not, that's not a life investment, but, but when I say what's going to be a few hundred dollars that I think requires a little bit slower engagement, a few more steps in the process. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. The higher, that's, that's a general rule of thumb and any, any marketing and sales funnel, the higher, the higher the ticket item, 
Like you're not going to go buy a car off of a sales, a, a, a Facebook ad, right? <laughs> but, uh, but you can sometimes make smaller decisions quicker, especially if I think your targeting is really good um, and you've got an ad that resonates, you've got an offer that resonates. You can, some, I, some people can, but I think that's getting harder and harder to do. Um, and starting with giving, we've seen in our customer base, uh, photographers who send ads, not even to their website, but, but to a landing page that just ask for an email address in exchange for something interesting and some, some resource, whether it's a course or um, education or a resource or a guide um, that comes via email, that converts a lot more than, because it's just an easier thing to say yes to, right? Especially as you're just starting to figure out how to get your Facebook ads right. And what's hard about... Facebook ads is you don't know what your total investment is until people are booking. And so you can spend four or $500 and not yet get a booking. And then you're like, okay, now my cost of customer acquisition is $400. Well, if your average session is 2000, maybe $400 per, per customer is okay. If your average sale is 300, <laughs> that's not going to scale. Right. And you need to learn that lesson before you spent that much money. Um, anyways, really good stuff. Uh, we, we'll have, we have to do a whole other episode on Facebook ads. Uh, Bill, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your, your awesome story and congratulations on all your success. And I really, I love the simplicity of this, t- this tactic and I'm excited to hear how our listeners um, are applying it, even in, in just baby step ways, starting to pick up the phone more often and just putting yourself out there, I think has, really huge return on the back end. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully some of your listeners will respond because I, I I'm, I'm still learning how to do this well. So if you are doing it, please tell me how, what, yeah. what's working well, what does not work. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I hope you get a lot of response because I, I'll be following to, to see. I love it. Yeah. So make sure let, let uh, Bill know how, how this resonated with you guys today. If you want to learn more and listen to that, that episode that Bill was talking about earlier, check out the photo tellers podcast. You've got so many amazing guests on that show as well. Um, the photo where else should they go to check out your stuff, Bill? Well, I mean, if you're for some strange reason, interested in me as a photographer, that's at RamseyPortraitArt.com, uh, which is of course on Facebook too. Uh, but but really, I think for most photographers, if anything interests to you would be thephototellers.com. It's a podcast. It's an interview-based show. Uh, I think we're in the 160, 170 episode range. And uh, I think three of those are monologues from me, but the rest of them are interviews. And so I have a, I'm blessed that I can, I can connect with some really, really fascinating people. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's been on a hiatus now for almost a year, but here in the next week it uh, relaunches. And so I'm pretty excited about it. So it's check it out. Thephototellers.com. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. And uh, I love, I love stumbling across podcasts like this that are just works of passion. Um, it's not something that you are necessarily monetizing or selling, <laughs> yeah, selling anything. Yeah. It's just you having really great one-to-one human conversations about the things that really matter. So congrats on on taking the time and, and making it such a great thing and great resources for photographers. And thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Nate. You bet. Have a good one. Cheers. <laughs>